KPPB is an intellectual property law firm based in Southern California with national and international reach. We are fortunate to be a trusted advisor to world-class research institutions across the country. At KPPB, we measure our success by the success of our clients. Our attorneys are motivated by a desire to help transformative technologies move from the lab to the market. If you are interested in learning more about our services and how we might turn our expertise to your challenges, please reach out today. You can find more information about us at www.kppb.com. You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Hello, and thanks for joining us on the air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller. Indigenous Peoples Month, celebrated in the month of November throughout the United States, is a time to celebrate and honor the rich cultures, histories, and contributions of Indigenous communities. Throughout our Indigenous People Celebration Series, we'll be shining a spotlight on inspiring individuals, organizations, and initiatives that are making a profound impact in Indigenous communities. Joining us today is Jael Whitney, an officer for MIT Solves Indigenous Communities. Jael is a member of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma and currently serves as an officer for MIT Solves Indigenous Communities. Before coming to Solve, Jael was a business development leader for sustainability software at IBM, where she was also part of IBM's Native American Council. She studied marketing and economics at Kansas State University and the University of Economics, Prague, for her undergraduate degree. She has also previously worked for a social enterprise in India and has enjoyed doing pro bono marketing volunteer work with several different nonprofits. In her free time, Jael is actively engaged with the Glitch Artist community and exhibits in the greater Boston area. Welcome, Jael. I'm so excited to have you here on the air. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Well, Jael, I wanted to get started with basics. Can you tell us a little bit more about MIT Solve and its mission, particularly as it relates to Indigenous communities? Absolutely. Solve lives within the office of the president at MIT as a marketplace for social impact and social entrepreneurship. Through our Global Challenges Program, we connect organizations with funding and resources within our networks of subject matter experts to help them address challenges within their communities using technology. Each year, our Indigenous Communities Fellowship selects six to eight innovators who are using traditional knowledge and technology to drive positive impact in Indigenous communities anywhere in the United States or Canada. At the center of this fellowship is a peer community of practice, celebrating and supporting Indigenous brilliance, resilience, and ingenuity. That's really interesting. And I was reading your 2023 fiscal report, and I was really impressed because I have to say, you know, one of the things that comes out of that report is that you have 268 solvers and fellows, which include 62 percent, which are led by women. 
that are headquartered in 56 countries. And uh, that includes 36 indigenous community fellows and 22 American Indian tribes. And that's amazingly impressive. Yeah. And we just expanded the program to Canada for the first time this year as well. So we were able to have two fellows from Canada this year which are first two from Canada. Super exciting. That's really exciting. It really, really exciting. And, you know, something that I thought was also very impressive about MIT Solve was that it's known for addressing some of the world's most pressing challenges. Can you share some insights into how MIT Solve's approach aligns with the unique needs of Indigenous communities? Yeah, Within our Indigenous Communities Fellowship, we focus on sovereignty in a variety of different areas, including economic development, energy, food and water systems, cultural preservation, and health. And these areas also align with SALT's other global challenge cohorts, which include climate, economic prosperity, health, and learning. And so that means our Indigenous Communities Fellows are able to benefit from the knowledge and resources of those other solver cohorts and the different members of the community that they bring in, in addition to the subject matter experts that they have within their specific domains. And we also specifically work to identify resources and experts that bring that lens of Indigenous knowledge as well. Wow, it sounds like you guys really do quite a bit of research. And so I'm curious, um, beyond these kind of technical aspects that you mentioned, what would you say are some of the key principles or values that guide MIT Solve's approach when you work with the Indigenous communities? Yeah. So for MIT Solve and all of our different challenges, we kind of have four different or actually it's five different core values that support our mission to drive social innovation and address social impact challenges in a variety of different contexts. So the first of those is optimism, which for us means that although complex challenges exist in the world, we do believe that they are solvable. And then our second core value is partnership, which feeds into the first value because we believe that problems are only solvable when addressed through partnership across organizations, sectors, and industries. And so our third core value is open innovation, which for us means talent and ingenuity exist everywhere, not just in big institutions with brand recognition like MIT. So our focus is on finding and supporting those individuals with big ideas. And then our fourth core value is human-centered solutions, which means that the solutions we're working with must end with, begin with, and involve the people that they're designed for. And then our fifth and final value at MIT Solve is inclusive technology, which we regard as technology that addresses economic, cultural, and social barriers to create opportunities for all. And then specifically within our Indigenous Communities Fellowship, we acknowledge a shared history of colonization and modern oppression that has led to ongoing disparities in health, education, energy, incarceration, and economic opportunity. And so we also recognize that Indigenous innovators continue to harness traditional knowledge and technology for the benefit of their communities and our shared earth, driving solutions to promote energy, food and data sovereignty, climate resilience, Indigenous businesses, culturally grounded education, and positive and physical and mental health outcomes. So whether they're working in their hometowns or across the medicine line, Indigenous innovators are building upon the legacy of exchanging resources, knowledge, and technology to address modern challenges with historic roots. And within our fellowship, we are always looking for ways to celebrate that. Wow, that's uh, quite an undertaking. How big is your group? Yeah, so it, within the Indigenous Communities Fellowship, it's myself and my manager, Aaron Slater, that support the program. And then we also have supports in the different challenges that bring us different subject matter relevant. But in terms of like the dedicated self staff, it's the two of us. 
wow, you two must get a lot done. Um, because I, <laughs> everything that you just mentioned that falls within those five different buckets of your core values and everything that you explained that's associated with it, it really sounds like there's a tremendous amount that you're the two of you are doing. Yeah, and I think a lot of the learning also gets shared like in the cross cohort connections. So when we have one cohort member sharing expertise with another, I think that is able to help us kind of create more of those synergies that allow us to be more effective. Absolutely. And, you know, keeping on that thing, I'm kind of curious, are there some success stories or maybe a project that MIT Solve's been involved in with the Indigenous communities that you're particularly proud of? Oh, yes, definitely. So one of our 2021 Indigenous Communities Fellows was Waking Women Healing Institute, which is an Indigenous and survivor-led nonprofit that serves missing and murdered Indigenous women and persons' families through Indian country. And during their fellowship, our team was able to connect them with the MIT Data Plus Feminism Lab team in developing their MMIWP digital resource map. And so together, they recently publicly unveiled the tool, which aims to redefine access and availability of resources to the families of MMIWP and partners. The digital resource map offers cutting edge features that address the MMIWP's epidemic's most pressing challenges, including coordination of services, information access, and resource availability. So by clicking through the map, you can actually find local resources and contacts for organizations that provide resources such as awareness raising, search coordination, education, databases of missing persons, and more. And so you're now able to find this tool on both the U.S. Department of Justice website, as well as the MIT Data Plus Feminism Lab website. Wow. It definitely sounds like that's had a tremendous impact. Definitely. Yeah. They were able to do a community support event a couple of weeks ago that brought both of those teams together. So it's really cool to always see those MIT collaborations with our fellows as well. Absolutely. And I wanted to go back for a second to the Indigenous Communities Fellowship at MIT, and it it sounds like an incredible opportunity. What kind of innovators is that designed to support and what can they expect from the fellowship? Our Indigenous Communities Fellowship is open to any social innovator working with Indigenous communities within the United States, Canada, and their respective territories. So we've had fellows that range from nonprofits to businesses to postdoctoral research projects to social entrepreneurs. And so we look for solutions that are using some form of technology to address challenges within their communities. We also use a very broad definition of technology, which can range from traditional ecological knowledge to AI to one fellow who was building a video game to preserve the Ojibwe language. And so... Yeah. And the the fellowship itself provides a nine-month program of support that includes funding, a comprehensive needs assessment, technical and business mentorship, and tailored connections to a network of companies, foundations, NGOs, and more. And so we continue monitoring and evaluation five years after the program ends to continue to provide ongoing connections and resource support to alumni as well. So community support obviously is very crucial for innovation. How does MIT Solve foster a sense of community and collaboration among Indigenous innovators and organizations? Yeah, so we help to create a sense of community and collaboration through a combination of in-person events, monthly virtual cohort calls, and through facilitating individual connections to resources in our community of support. So solvers from all of our different global challenges will first meet in September at Solve Challenge Finals in New York City during the UN's General Assembly Week. And then after that, our selected fellows will present three-minute pitches at that event to an audience of supporters and experts. After that event, 
and everybody's had a chance to kind of catch their breath. We'll yeah. do a few monthly cohort calls um, and then we'll get together in the spring with our Indigenous Communities Summit, which usually brings together our fellows as well as some community supporters to just get to break bread together and learn more about the work that they're doing. And then in May, we bring everybody onto the MIT campus to share their work and successes from the program um, and get to show them some of the resources that we have on the MIT campus in person, some of the people that they've already been speaking with all year. So it's a really great opportunity to celebrate together. So November's Indigenous Peoples Month, and this is a time to celebrate Indigenous culture and contributions. How does MIT Solve acknowledge and incorporate the rich cultural diversity of Indigenous communities into its work? So we work to center Indigenous voices in our community by featuring them on the MIT Solve blog and newsletters. And then our team also facilitates connections with media organizations such as Tribal Business News to create opportunities to highlight the work our fellows are doing. So we've already had one piece come out that showcased all the fellows. And then we have another one that's focused on highlighting our fellow this year, Totem, who is building a digital bank for indigenous peoples. So those are a couple of examples. And then we're always looking for more opportunities to provide our fellows the chance to be in the spotlight through speaking events, webinars, and news articles. So JL, looking at the big picture, how do you see the role of technology and innovation evolving to better serve indigenous communities in the coming years? Yeah, I think there's this notion called two-eyed seeing, which involves looking at the world through lenses of both modern innovation and traditional indigenous knowledge. And I believe it's this kind of integrative approach rather than the more isolated or fragmented approaches that will be what we need to help create flourishing within both indigenous and non-indigenous communities. I recently read that research is being put out at such a rate nowadays that it's difficult to parse out what is substantial and relevant and what is not. And so I think this is why support organizations like MIT Solve are so important because they can distill and showcase some great examples of this kind of innovation in ways that are easy to share and replicate across different subject matter disciplines. So I think this intentional approach can also help prevent some level of reinventing the wheel and instead draw from longstanding practices of time and place-based wisdom, such as that found in indigenous communities, traditional ecological knowledge, and bring all of these different pieces together into solutions that help more people in more ways uh, over longer periods of time. So JL, as the podcast comes to a close, I wanted to ask you, what message or piece of advice would you like to leave with our audience regarding the importance of supporting and uplifting indigenous communities through innovation? I think on a practical level, I would definitely encourage folks to connect with me on LinkedIn and take a look on our website for at our current Indigenous Communities Fellows. And if you see any of those solutions working in areas that you feel empowered to provide support, definitely reach out to me and I'd be happy to facilitate a direct connection with the fellows. And then more broadly, I would also encourage folks to continue their own learning by subscribing to newsletters from organizations that center Indigenous voices and innovation, such as Native Americans and Philanthropy or the First Nations Development Institute, and then of course, MIT Solve as well. That brings us to the end of this episode featuring Janelle Whitney from MIT Solves Indigenous Communities. It's been a privilege to explore the incredible work being done to empower and uplift Indigenous communities through innovation. Thank you, Janelle, for joining us. I hope this episode has helped shed light on the inspiring work happening during Indigenous Peoples Month and has left you inspired to support and celebrate Indigenous communities. Stay tuned for more enlightening conversation in our Indigenous Peoples Month series. 
Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. 